you for joining us for this episode of the Leveling Up and Lactation Podcast. I am Erica Dudley, your host. I am an international board-certified lactation consultant, currently in private practice and the owner of Enriched Lactation, based out of Northern Indiana. I created this podcast to highlight, amplify, and document the journeys of Black lactation professionals. Today's colleague is Jada Wingo Metcalf. Jada specializes in lactation and postpartum doula care. Jada is a maternal and child health community health worker and certified breastfeeding specialist, providing mobile lactation and postpartum services to the Metro Atlanta population. She started with this thing called Hey Honey, and she's been doing this breast friend work for three years. Her goal is to encourage mothers and caregivers to trust their instincts during pregnancy and beyond through radical support and evidence-based education. Jada helps families crush their breast or chest feeding goals and transition into a thriving postpartum recovery. Jada thinks you deserve that too, honey. Jada, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm very excited to do this interview with you, Erica. It's a movement for teacher IG fields of color. Um, and that really kind of set the tone for me getting into this profession and having this network of individuals that looked like me and kind of had the same barriers in place. So I just want to start by thanking you for creating that platform. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm 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 so excited about the group because of course I get to meet um, awesome individuals like you guys. And I just, I'm, I'm over the moon into where this is going to lead and, and how many more black and brown IBCLCs we can flood into our communities. Absolutely. So we kind of talk a little bit where you're at now, and I really want to take it back, right? Um, so share with me a little bit about uh, maybe growing up, some of your early jobs or early responsibilities, and then how that kind of pivoted into the lactation space. Okay, so I am originally from Atlanta, Georgia, born and raised, probably will never leave. Um, I began this journey, um, I've always had kind of an affinity for babies um, and pregnant people, I would say. Uh, My first experience with a a mother in labor was when I was 14 and my neighbor, um, she was an Indian lady, she was pregnant. And she came downstairs and knocked on the door. When I opened the door, her water just broke right there in front of us. So, you know, not knowing being a 14-year-old, I said, have a seat on the couch. You know, like I wasn't sure, you know, what to do. So, you know, other than to, um, you know, call uh, 911 and just try to hold her hand and keep her calm. But there was some kind of um, connection there that really kind of set the... Okay, set the um, set the catalyst for this. I always knew that I, you know, enjoyed being around babies. Um, I grew up in a home where we volunteered a lot, so we definitely did a lot of that um, at high school. So this kind of uh, meshed a little bit, trying to find a career and um, find something that I was interested in um, and creating the social awareness as well too. So that's kind of how I got into this, but of course. Um, it really wasn't catapulted until I experienced my own um, breastfeeding journey. Uh, one 
I wouldn't say I failed at it, but I didn't uh, do it as long as I would have liked to. It's eight weeks, pretty much. Um, but then I had the chance to uh, have my redemption baby, I call him. Uh, and a year later, I was able to breastfeed my second son for a total of 13 months. So uh, just the differences in the two journeys, um, I think, kind of put me in a place where I can relate to some parents of, you know, not being able to quite make the goal that they want. And then, you know, being able to turn around and do it again and actually have the, the education and the support to reach those um, those goals that I was expiring to. Yeah, so it sounds like you kind of got introduced to the idea of birth work at 14. Um, so when you graduated high school, um, what kind of vision of, of your life at that age? Um, honestly, I wanted to be a veterinarian because I loved animals. <laughs> and that was until I actually visited. I went to uh, Tuskegee University. I have a veterinarian school down there. My mom's a, a alumni from there. And it completely freaked me out. So I knew then, you know, that wasn't uh, really <laughs> the path that I wanted to take. Um, but I've always, I never really, I don't know if it's good to say, but I never really, uh, you know, had an idea of what I wanted to be. I knew I was pretty crafty. Um, I was creative. I loved uh, science. I think, you know, a lot of these um, elements that's in lactation all kind of come together. And then being an entrepreneur, I'm able to utilize that creativity um, as well. But I did, uh, when I graduated and went to school, my uh, my chosen field was to go into some type of uh, health science, biology. I started out as pharmacy tech, Xavier. I mean, I did every major you could think of. I did childhood <laughs> education, and it just always kept coming back to biology. So I figured that was probably where my heart was really um, most excited. And here we are now. And, you know, and lactation is still part of biology. Yeah. So you had mentioned that after you had your redemption baby, right, and you had a, um, a greater success or desired output with breastfeeding. After that point, is that when maybe you started to search to see if that was a profession or what was that kind of point of entry for you? And then what was the role when you did enter the field? I did not know that this was a profession at all. I um, I had a lot of friends that would reach out to me that were breastfeeding as well. And it just seemed kind of interesting. And honestly, I was on Instagram, of course, scrolling. And this was about six years ago. So this was right at the, you know, like at the beginning of the black breastfeeding movement, I would say. And I began to see um, more black women that were coming across. I grew up um, in a community of um, an intersection of Muslims, Rastafarians, uh, Gold's in West End Atlanta. And I saw <laughs> breastfeeding often. I saw it. My sister was really my first um, muse. Um, for a black breastfeeding mother, um, you know, she baby wore, she cloth diaper, she did the natural parenting. Um, we had a bit of, of a difference in between us six to eight years. But once I had my kid, I really leaned into her knowledge um, of what she knew about breastfeeding and, you know, just natural parenting. And unfortunately, she passed away 
uh, two months into my first journey. So I really, I say that that's pretty much what probably broke my relationship uh, because I was, you know, mourning, grieving, uh, going through hormones. It was a lot, but um, I really do say that, you know, having my second baby is probably what really saved me uh, mentally as well. And um, it actually catapulted me to find support. And that's when I kind of found that there was no support for Black women, really, outside of the hospital setting. And just scrolling through Instagram is when I came across ROSE. And ROSE stands for Reaching um, Our Sisters everywhere, reaching our sisters everywhere. And they're located here in Atlanta. And they were uh, basically advertising for a baby cafe, you know, to come in and you could talk about breastfeeding and, you know, answer any questions. And I attended one of the baby cafes and I just, I fell in love. Um, I've always been kind of an educator at heart. Um, I love to teach things that I know. I'm a Sagittarius, so I'm always on this um, journey of, you know, knowledge and truth. And I love to share it with other people, whether they want to hear it or not. And um, Rose is really what, really what catapulted me into this, um, this field. And also um, there was another IBCLC. The first one that I met here in Atlanta, her name was uh, Yolanda Kadima. She passed away, unfortunately, um, a year or so ago. Uh, she was an IBCLC. And, you know, she pretty much introduced me into this uh, career field and let me know that there was a place for me and that it is needed, you know, for Black women to get into this uh, career field. It's very whitewashed. And so if you don't have those connections with, to someone that looks like you, it can be very discouraging. And yes. I can say that every Black lactation professional that I have met from the beginning so warm and inviting and encouraging and um, just reinforcing the need um, yes. for us, which has been great. So I'm glad you, you've had that similar experience. Yes, I, I do. Like you say, everyone that I've met so far um, with the group, I created it out of selfishness because I couldn't find anybody. I said, well, maybe I can find a couple of friends. You know, we can kind of study and do this together. And it just turned into something, you know, much bigger than I ever um, anticipated. But within that group, it's just a wealth of information, um, networking. I mean, you name it, you can find anyone in that group that has to deal with um, lactation. So like you say, coming into this field is whitewashed. It's not as always welcoming. And, um, you know, especially when you begin to point out facts you know, of racial disparities, mm -hmm. you can get a lot of pushback. So to be able to have people that are standing alongside with you that believe in the same um, things that you do, I, I mean, what better way, you know, to go into a field than holding hands with, you know, a group of people that look like you. Absolutely. And so when you started on this journey, did you right away um, set out with the goal of becoming eventually an IBCLC or were you kind of content and just kind of getting your toe wet and seeing how things progressed? I was actually content because I started really started this journey as a postpartum doula and I began to get a lot of questions about breastfeeding and I had no knowledge really to fall on uh, other than my own relationship. And 
some of the, the clients that I had, their relationships were a bit more challenging than what I was. So I figured maybe I should learn a little bit about this. So this is when um, Rose had a community transform program and they would take you in and teach you, you know, basic things about support, support um, to parents. And I was able to start uh, a support group uh, called Chocolate Milk and Honey Tea. And it was a monthly group that we held at the library. And it was going great for a year until COVID came. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of shut everything down. But again, um, just with, you know, putting the group out there on social media, it just attracted all of these other elements and all of these other people um, to me that were in this field. And it just kind of piqued my curiosity. And Rose offered um, to send me to LER to get my certification. And I jumped on it. And so again, you know, like I said, I have a love of science. So that went back into learning about the amazing goodness of breast milk and, you know, the benefits of it. And just, I never, you know, I I never realized how I took breast milk for granted, you know, growing up with it, seeing it and, you know, just not really understanding the relationship until you actually get into the studying of it and, you know, I'm still blown away every day. I'm learning new facts, you know, and I want to learn, you know, more about it so that I can tell the whole world about the goodness of breast milk, you know. So I selfishly try to make my public, my own personal agenda a public agenda, you know, because it, breast milk is is life, you know. Yeah, I love this quote and I, I can't recall who said it or where I read it, but it essentially said human milk or breast milk is the great equalizer. Yes. Right. So we have these different barriers that we each individually experience, but providing that milk can really set the tone and kind mm-hmm. of leave this health legacy, how we can really provide that education and kind of get it through to people, how impactful it is and what the big deal is. Right. Um, for us as lactation professionals, we know, but it's like, you know, to the average person, we have to be able to relay that sentiment to them as well. Exactly. Exactly. You took the words like right out of my mouth because it, you know, and I look at it as a foundation. Um, This is creating generational health as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so if we can encourage more parents to, uh, breastfeed or pump if they should choose um, just to give babies human milk. Um, I can only imagine the progress we will make in not just our health, but in the foundations of our families and relationships um, between mothers and their children um, and even fathers, you know, and their children. So um, I even see a difference um, in my kids, you know, with the relationship with two of them, because the first one I wasn't able to nurse as long So he was um, mostly formula fed until up in about six months. And then I just gave up the formula and, you know, we just kind of, he began to drink, you know, breast milk from what I would pump from my second son. Um, And even the relationship with my second son, like I just see the differences, you know, his, his uh, temperament is a lot calmer. He's able to um, uh, manage his emotions a little bit better. Um, he's slimmer. <laughs> he doesn't eat <laughs> all day long as opposed to that first one. There's like there's no cutoff switch. You know, he's <laughs> a little bit more emotional. So, you know, just seeing those two differences is is really what, 
you know, encourages me to let other mothers know that there is a difference, you know, and you can see the difference um, in your kids when they're formula fed and breastfed. And, you know, again, there's the choice is yours completely, but you cannot deny, you know, what you see in front of them and what the product of breastfeeding does. Absolutely. So it sounds like you're, of course, a certified breastfeeding specialist. So that means you have those 90 hours of lactation education that's needed. Um, I believe you said you have a degree, I want to say in biology. Is that correct? No, I don't have a degree. I'm just a simple mom, you know, so and this is another reason why, you know, I created the group so that people don't feel like that they have to be in a healthcare profession. They have to be a doctor or physician. You can be a simple mother and be a breastfeeding advocate gain the lactation education and provide the same support, you know, that a doctor, you know, within IBCLC uh, could provide as well, too. Of course, not, you know, going too far into the medical background, but when it comes to the lactation education, you are enough, (laughs) you know, to provide the support that is lacking in our communities. Yeah, and I and I love that you you shared and said that because I myself I don't have a degree either. Um, I have mm-hmm. some college education, but I think that is a common misconception is that a you have to be a nurse, right, or that yes. you have to have a four year degree or something before you can kind of get into lactation and be of benefit to families. But there are so many different ways, whether you're volunteering or a different type of credentials. Um, that has an impact on families, right? So I do love that you're expressing that. And you can be um, a simple mom. You don't even have to be a parent to get into this profession, which is another (laughs) misconception. My niece is a doula now. She's no near having kids. She doesn't even think she wants to have kids. But, you know, her her mother, that was the same one, you know, that uh, influenced me with the natural parenting, you know, she's excited about it too, just so she understands, you know, the benefits and that it goes further than just, you know, a bonding moment for mom and baby. Like this really will impact our communities and the health of our communities for decades and centuries to come if we can just educate um, parents on the goodness of breast milk. About the name of your company and kind of what all you encompass. And I just have to say, whenever I'm reading things on your website or blogs um, or posts, it, it feels like a warm hug. Just the way what you have with words and your phrases uh, is so comforting. So, <laughs> well, thank you. That's what I try to get across. You know, I uh, I think in this field, when we're educators, we have to be able to uh, connect and not come across as we're kind of looking down on families um, because you only know what you know. So my job is, um, I always, I, I kind of think of this as to a, a quote that Nina Simone said one time when um, a reporter asked her about, you know, why, you know, are you so big on blackness in this? And she said, her job is to compel you or to intrigue you to know about yourself, to know about, you know, your blackness. And I kind of put that uh, mantra to the same thing with breastfeeding is I want to compel you. I want to show you the goodness of it, you know, the good and the bad, but we can overcome that and kind of intrigue you and pull you in. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's enticing, you know, so come keep coming. And then I'm from the South. 
So, you know, everything is like a big warm hug, glass of sweet tea down here. So that's kind of how I came up, you know, with the phrase, hey, honey, it's something that I say all the time, you know, honey, and it's inclusive. You know, um, my grandparents call everybody honey. You know, you can find anybody it can be, you know, honey, because that's what it is. It's his goodness. And the name was synonymous. Um, I knew I wanted something with the title milk in it. And all I could think about was milk and honey. So I had to do a little research to find out what was the true meaning of that. And there were a lot of biblical meanings, but, you know, milk was synonymous with um, nurturing and honey was synonymous with the abundance of what you would get from motherhood. So I thought that that was just, that was the name. I said, we're going to go with that, you know, and keep it really simple. But, you know, I try to, I choose my words very carefully and I try to connect with um, parents the best way that I can. And even if that means connecting with them through formula, because I've been there before, um, so that they can see that there is, you know, you do have options. Um, there is going to be some work to it, but with the support, the education, you know, and a little confidence, you can crush those breastfeeding goals, you know, provided that there's nothing, you know, medically wrong with you and baby. But, you know, there's no feat that's impossible. But, you know, trying to just get people to believe in themselves is probably um, my biggest challenge, you know, of instead of the actual act of breastfeeding, just getting moms to believe that they're enough. Yeah. And so you do, like you mentioned, you are a postpartum doula. Um, so you offer a variety of services um, under your umbrella of the private practice. Um, share with me a little bit about news and um, maybe arms of your business. Cause I think sometimes when we think about lactation, we think of just one version, right? Where you're doing a one-on-one, with mm -hmm. a family or maybe in a group setting. So share kind of all the variety that you that you offer and that you kind of access. Well, again, like I said, I started as a postpartum doula. So um, for me, you know, breastfeeding, it, it goes a little bit beyond that because we have to take into consideration what our postpartum lifestyle will be. And um, I was, I really hate to say the word privilege, but I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to stay home. So I wasn't, didn't really have to worry about returning to work or going back to school or even leaving home for that, you know, matter. Because a lot of times it was like, oh, if I can't breastfeed, I'm not going, you know, <laughs> it was mm -hmm. just really simple as that. But um, getting parents to understand that we can fit breastfeeding into any lifestyle that you have, whether if you're a single parent, um, if you are a NICU mother, if you're planning to just pump, if you have to go back to school right away, there's a fitting in there. So my services, I kind of mesh the two. So you're getting breastfeeding support, but you're also getting that postpartum support as well. So it's nothing for me to do, a, you know, come to a home visit. And, you know, even though I'm providing lactation support, I can do a quick cleanup real quick, you know, something just to get your mind um, decluttered a little bit to get you to relax. Um, I can give you a light massage, you know, to get that milk flowing, you know, like my job is really to come in and provide space for comfort and for you to relax so that you can um, grasp how breastfeeding works. And then you're able to take those same tools and utilize them once I leave. 
you know, so a lot of parents, you know, just kind of, you know, they're at a loss. They really don't know what to do. But, you know, the foundation of it is we really want my main goal is for moms to get the rest that they need. And this really, really helps to transition into postpartum recovery um, and to also inform you about hormonal changes or mood disorders, you know, things that are that can go uh, left. But if you are aware of them early on, then you can act on it early on and try to combat that as opposed to just suffering in silence is what women tend to do. And when we become mother, for some reason, there's like, it's like this, it comes with motherhood questions. You can't fail. You can't be bad at it. And then you can't tell anybody that you're bad at it. You know, so, you know, I have some moms, I come in and they're just like, I hate this. And I'm like, it's okay. You can say that, you know, this is a completely, you know, different world. So my job is to come in and provide non-judgmental support. You know, and to figure out a way to make it a little bit easier, you know, and to transition into it because it's such a short time. It really is. And I tell people the newborn phase, it goes so fast, you know, and it's probably I always thought it was the easiest part, you know, of raising kids. I had no problems getting up, you know, in the middle of the night. It was, you know, once they became toddlers, it, it was a bit confusing, you know, and I tell parents, you know, I can help you up until they're age three, because right now I'm and I'm lost, too. You know, so it's <laughs> it, it is because it never changes because your kids are grow. So your needs are going to grow. And, you know, it's just a different phase of motherhood or parenthood, you know, so if we can get through the, the basics of it and, the you know, the easiest portion of um well, I don't want to say the easiest portion, but that fourth trimester, you know, so that you can get a rhythm going. Um, I think it makes it a lot easier to adjust to being to becoming a parent. I don't think you'll ever really, you know, be prepared for it, but you can at least transition into it a little better. Absolutely. And so you appear to be from the outside looking in very business savvy between your website and posts and like the different offerings that you provide. Um, how have you kind of developed and like manifested that skill and kind of share maybe any growing pains you had or any kind of advice for people that are looking to get into private practice? Um, well, I'm a bit up in age. I'm 42. So before I did begin this career, I um, I made jewelry and I had a jewelry business. So I had to do all of the marketing. I had to, you know, craft the beat, the jewelry, uh, promote it. So a lot of that I learned on my own, just, you know, making mistakes and a lot of it, you know, is, uh, you know, listening to YouTube videos as well, you know, trying to figure out. But I don't really have a system. I just try to keep it as authentic as possible and try to connect and, you know, talk in a way that people understand and, you know, can maybe even, you know, say, oh, I, I get where she's coming from, you know, because it looks perfect on you know on social media but behind it it's a hot mess you know because I'm the only one doing this so I will say I have never been afraid to make mistakes mm. so you know I've always been kind of a risk taker 
And I don't know if that's good or bad, but, you know, in business, I don't, you know, risk too much with my money, but I, you know, when it comes <laughs> to trying new things or, um, you know, just trying to connect with people, just figuring out a way to talk to people where they can kind of understand you, not offended, don't feel like you're um, shaming them. But, you know, a lot of it, I began my journey blogging, too, when I had my kids, because um, when I lost my sister, that was my outlet was writing. And I blogged every single day, you know, and that kind of put me into that space, you know, of bloggers. So I, I learned a lot of tips from other bloggers watching what they did. And I just kind of emulated my business with the same thing, because I thought, like, do I want this to be like a like a hospital setting business or do I want this to be like a true private practice where it feels personalized and, you know, where I can cater to a family's individual. No two families are going to need the same thing and no two families are going to, you know, be alike. But if I can be able to kind of ship shape and, you know, be that person that they need for the moment, that's kind of um, what guides me. You know, it just depends on what the family needs and what strikes my heart for the moment. Because, you know, in this lactation field, you wake up and you'll have the most controversial posts and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> you know, and I try not to comment on everything, you know, but some things are just a little, you know, bit absurd. But, yeah, I think just trying to, you know, stay as authentic and as genuine as possible and just being me, you know. And because once you see me in person, I'm, I want to be the same person online that I am, you know, behind as well, too. Absolutely. So with that said, what's a resource that has been invaluable in this journey? Oh, definitely Rose. Um, I have a few mentors. I wouldn't say they're personal mentors. They're in my mind. They're my mentors. Um, Nikki and Nikki Lactation Career Consultants have been mm -hmm. um, extremely um, helpful in this uh, career. And also just other people that are in the same lane that I'm, you know, in too, because I've been at this for about two years and, and you know, I kind of figured out early on that this wasn't going to be a quick process, at least for me, uh, because I have younger kids and they come first. You know, so I had my fun and I waited a long time to have my kids. So, I, you know, I <laughs> make sure that, you know, that they are taken care of first. And I kind of squeeze in um, other things because I really do enjoy spending time with my children. Um, so, you know, I don't feel bad saying, oh, I'm closing shop Friday, you know, because we're doing something. Huh? <laughs> okay, it's in the kitchen. I'm sorry. So that's one of them um, coming in now. But um, <laughs> right on cue. Yeah, right on cue, you know, so <laughs> the resources, my moms have been resources, like they have been, you know, they'll send me something quick. Hey, you need to apply for this. Like, I think you'll be awesome for this. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I love it. thank you. Yeah. So, you know, and, and with this uh, pandemic, I miss that. I miss the camaraderie. I miss, you know, meeting up with the mothers, seeing the babies. I haven't been able to see, you know, any of my babies like I really want to. Um, but that's really my source because they let me know what they need in the community, you know, and what they're lacking and what they want to see. And we take those ideas and we come back and, you know, try to figure out how can we make the support better, you know, but definitely. Um, and the group has been an awesome resource 
you know, finding other IBCLCs like yourself and watching other IBCLCs like yourself. Like I watched your whole journey, you know, you starting and now you're an IBCLC, you have a podcast. So that to me, even if I never make it and if you guys make it, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm happy because that was the purpose of the group is to propel as many people as we can forward. And you have definitely, definitely done that. Um, just in the short time, again, similar to you, I had no idea this profession existed. And it hasn't even been quite three years of me knowing about it. Mm -hmm. But just being motivated by others posting in the group and sharing their progress or sharing their, you know, roadblocks and hiccups. Yes. Um, how they maneuver around those really kind of, you know, it can be exhausting and discouraging, yes. Yes. you know. You kind of have a lane and then it gets closed and you have to pivot. COVID happens, you know, um, and just seeing people kind of continue making progress. Right. Uh -huh. I think that's the overarching goal is just to keep moving at whatever pace is going to be sustainable, which is similar to how we support our families, breastfeeding yes. families. Right. Yes. Um, so we want to provide guidance that's going to be sustainable. And that is, um, curated for your life so there's no one way to go about getting into this profession no. or being sustained sustaining in this profession it is and there's so many avenues i mean just when i first started i just thought oh, okay i'm just teaching breastfeeding and you know just last week i did a panel for the united states breastfeeding committee so i would have never in a million years <laughs> thought that you know i would go from peer support to doing a a panel for you know a national organization so the opportunities that are in this field are endless and you can create your own niche you know so you just have to find where is there a lack what do you see a lack of and then that's where you attack that that avenue that lane and you know claim it for yourself or work you know alongside with some other people but you know i tell people all the time you know you don't have to just work with breastfeeding mothers other things you could do you could do advocacy you know you get uh come up with products i mean there's just there's no ending to it so my goal for the group also is so that people can see because like every friday we say what's the good news what are you guys doing so that that kind of opens your eyes to see oh okay so i don't just have to work with just breastfeeding mothers i can you know work with coalitions or whatever your background is if you have a background in nutrition figure out a way, you know, that you can implement that into breastfeeding. If it's, I mean, any, anywhere a mother and a baby come in contact with someone, you're going to be needed. So, I mean, that could be the library. You could be a librarian <laughs> and be, a, a, you know, a breastfeeding advocate. So it just doesn't, it just lets you know that the opportunities are everywhere. And at the same time, if, communities and mothers see that the opportunities are everywhere because the more we see breastfeeding, the more we normalize it, you know? So that's my thing is to infiltrate every system that we can, <laughs> you know, with this. So it's working, you know, like I said, the group, I'm seeing some awesome things come out from the group and I'm just so proud of y'all. I really am. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so looking back to where you started, what would be a piece of guidance or information that you would give yourself at the beginning, knowing all that you know now? Ooh, um, I, I guess to keep, I, I got stagnant for a minute and I think that was fear. 
that kind of took over a little bit because, you know, coming into this profession, we have people that have been here for years, you know, and they're like the goats in lactation. Um, So you kind of don't want to step on toes, but um, I think I definitely could have networked maybe a little bit better if that fear hadn't have been um, so huge, you know, at first. And a lot of it was my age because, you know, I look around and everybody's 25, 27 and I'm like, you know, I'm knocking on 50. Like, what am I going <laughs> to What can I offer? But I love it. I love being surrounded by the youthfulness. And sometimes I forget. I'm like, whoa, I can't go to that event. Like, that's for, that's for them. You know, but it keeps, me, it keeps me on my toes. You know, it keeps me fresh. It's um, change, progression. You know, so I, I never want to be one of those old, you know, millennials or baby boomers just kind of like stuck in, you know, in a certain time frame, but be ex- be accepting of change because change is inevitable, you know, and in this field, we have to accept it in order to be able to provide the support to all birthing persons, you know, no, no matter what form, shape they come in. But I would definitely tell myself not be not to be so afraid and uh, to keep moving, like you say, keep that momentum going, you know, so when you move the universe moves with you, you know, and if you're just standing there, nothing's really going to happen. But as long as you're moving, you know, you're entering into spaces, people are seeing your work and it's also attracting people to you as well, too. Fear is for me is great. Right. I, I think mm-hmm. we talked a lot about imposter syndrome and yes. these goats and lactation and people that we admire um, and really having trepidation and either communicating with them or, you know, being in the same room or platforms as them. And to be honest, in speaking with them more over this past year, it's really, it's all love and just like genuine oh, wanting the best for everyone. Um, yes. So, um, so for those who are starting out on the journey or maybe they're, they're stuck, right? They're at a plateau and you know, they're a little bit discouraged, what would be a step up or word of encouragement or some type of gym that you can provide to them? Um, don't, don't, definitely don't get discouraged because again, this is, um, this is a marathon, not a sprint. For some people, they can, you know, mm-hmm. finish this process very quickly because they may already be in that environment. But again, you know, if you're just, I don't want to say just if you're um, a mom like me coming in, you starting from scratch to the beginning. And like you say, uh, just keep introducing yourself the correct way. You know, I, I did a post about that, you know, greeting people and let them, letting them know who you are, but not to quit. And also to keep um, that, that, like you always want to seek knowledge. So I always tell people, you know, sign up for these webinars, sign up for these, um, you know, uh, continuing education uh, platforms that you may see so that you are in a continuous mindset of learning. And with lactation, it's forever changing. So we don't want to get stuck on, we know one thing and two years later, you know, we've discovered that something else has, you know, come about because research changes. So, but, you know, definitely stay engaged and don't let that imposter syndrome stop you. Um, There was someone sent me a meme. It says a lot of times people can see 
or say or see the greatness in us that we can't see because we've lied to ourselves. And it's all the things that we've told ourselves in our head, you know, that we can't do this, we can't do that. But if everybody else can see it in you, then why can't you? So you have to be able to take that leap forward and, you know, just jump and do everything afraid. That's what I do. You know, that's my mantra. I tell people I'm not afraid to take risks. You know, being a part of that USBC panel was the scariest thing I have ever done in my life. And when they asked me, I was going to say, no, I'm not going to do it. But something, the spirit came over me and said, what are you doing? Go for it. This is something where you'll learn something. Um, It may be something that you can add, you know, to your resume. And all it is is resume builders, you know. So one day you'll be a big speaker doing a TED Talk, you know, one day. So it's baby steps. So you just want to get your feet wet and as much stuff as possible. And of course, you know, you need to know the information, you know, that you're putting out there. So that's why I tell people all the time, keep studying, you know, keep reading and keep attending these seminars and these webinars and, um, you know, doing the podcast, you know, people ask you to do things, go for it, you know, so that you can put your name out there, put your business out there, but, you know, also, again, to put the message out there that we're here to normalize breastfeeding in whatever form or fashion that may come in. I think that's such a great point. And I was sharing with my best friend prior to starting this interview, anxiety, things like this, like interviewing people that you admire or being on like panels when you're invited um, makes me very anxious and almost to the point of throwing up before these yes. types of things happen. Um, yes. And I joke said it's, it's a matter of like um, immersion therapy, if you will. Right. You know, yes. you know you're going to be anxious, but a way to kind of maneuver through that and get your body through the fear. Right. And doing it scared anyway. Um, completely agree. <laughs> it is. And a lot of times, like I was just in a coalition meeting and, you know, they were talking and this was my first year. So I really didn't understand the jargon, you know, they were talking about. And eventually I just said, you know, I'm trying to grasp what you all are doing, but I'm I'm a little lost. And they said, that's good. Like we want new people to join so that they can learn these steps. And there's no other way you're gonna learn unless you just jump in. So, you know, these professionals, they understand that you're brand new coming in and a lot of them are ready to pass the torch on, you know, cause I've met some, they're like, thank you for starting this group cause I'm ready to retire, <laughs> you know? So it's like, okay, yep. <laughs> you know, so they're ready to give you that information, but if you don't put yourself out there, how are they gonna know? You know, so it's just trying new things. Um, you know, don't be afraid to say do everything scared. And, you know, and we've all been taught fear is not real. And everything that you want is always on the other side of fear. Because once you you, you accomplish it, you're like, okay, now what was the big deal? Why was I tripping about that? You know, so, and then you get a little arrogance under your belt. But don't let it hit, you know. <laughs> Find the balance. You, know, you still keep the humility, but it gets easier. You know, it gets easier the more you do it. So I don't know how many interviews you've done, but, you know, this year, next time, it'll be a breeze for you. You know, like this will be nothing. and You'll be ready to do something bigger. You'll have a TV show or something, you know, so. I'm excited. Yes. Yes. So we are going to wrap up with our last segment referred to as the letdown. So these are going to be rapid fire, short answer, yes, no answer questions just to kind of round out our conversation. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) 
from so if you knew being a lactation professional was a career option before having your little ones do you think you would have been drawn to it yes and do you feel like your journey thus far has been worth all of the energy and sacrifices that you may have made oh my god yes 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 god yes <laughs> you know the mom saying i made it a year like oh god yes that's the yes best. yeah i wouldn't have it any other way yes. mm-hmm. and so i'm gonna put you on the spot um so if you could name only one person um, who is someone within the profession that has had the greatest impact on your journey so far? So far? Um, mm, you're going to put me on the spot. Don't do that. <laughs> I got to pick one. Just one person? <laughs> I will say I do fall into Keisha Killings inbox all the time. So <laughs> I will have to shout her out. The aha moment, Maven. Um, she has yeah. been, I mean, just the sweetest and the kindest um, person, you know, having questions. You know, I try not to lay too hard, but um, just the two, of, you know, the two of them, Nikki and Nikki Lactation Career Consultants, you know, I tell people, follow them. If you follow them, they will lead you down the right path. You know, you'll you know follow their lives every week. But definitely um, those two in the lactation field have definitely been. Um, some of my biggest uh, cheerleaders and, you know, like I say, my own personal mentors in my head. So, (laughs) yeah. And I think that's the perfect place to wrap it up. Um, They, I think funneled me through to the future IBCOC of color Facebook group after Googling Mm -hmm. and finding them is how I found you and your group. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the perfect way to end it. So, Jada, if you want to share um, your social media handles and accounts and how we can find you, especially if clients are wanting to work with you. Yes. Well, you can log on to my website at www.milkandhoneycoatl.com. Um, I am on Instagram at the Milk and Honey Companies, filled out the word company. And I am on Facebook at Milk and Honey C-O-A-T-L. So I've had a few name changes, but um, you can Google me. I am finally on a Google business. So you can Google yes. Honey or Jada Metcalf and I will pop up. <laughs> awesome. you know, it's so exciting. Definitely. Awesome. And I thank you so much for asking me to do this interview. And I wish you much success with this. I see this going very, very far. And I can't wait to hear once you actually debuted it. Thank you so much, Shada. I appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for joining us on this edition of the Leveling Up episode.